the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's the Steelers Blitz on a Monday. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, plenty to get to, plenty to discuss as always around the league and locally with the Pittsburgh Steelers and some uh, significant news on Friday other than Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, obviously, and that was Juju Smith-Schuster is officially no longer a Pittsburgh Steeler. Juju on his way to Kansas City, signs a one-year deal to go out there and play with Patrick Mahomes, play with Andy Reid out in Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs, uh, who have you know been one of the more successful teams across the NFL over the last few years, AFC Championship games, Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. Uh, Juju, one-year deal to go out there with Patrick Mahomes, to go with Andy Reid. Uh, and to uh, you know potentially have a really big year and maybe maybe reset his market or stay in Kansas City. We'll see how that works out. But Motsi, were you surprised? Are you surprised Juju is is no longer a Pittsburgh Steeler? I don't think I really was, but I want to hear from you on this first. Um, no, I'm not surprised at all. Um, I thought it made sense for both parties to start fresh in a sense because we said, man, what Juju brings to the table in terms of one feel wasn't really going to mesh that well with the current quarterback uh, situation that we have because we said his game is more so predicated on the quarterback being able to have pinpoint accuracy and that being a consistent element. And we're still trying to figure out of the quarterbacks that we have in-house, what's that going to look like in terms of their overall accuracy because they haven't been the most accurate guys to date. But when I thought of Juju, I said, man, you know, him going somewhere either to a bigger market or to where he can match up with another marquee quarterback where he wouldn't have to be wide receiver one either. I thought that that would benefit him. So, man, seeing him go to Kansas City, it made sense. Uh, I knew they had interest in him last year, and I even thought that it was crazy for him to come back last season, but I could understand him having the love that he has for Ben and that being the deciding factor. But I was like, outside of that, if, you know, you're, you're just talking about what makes the most sense, you know, the Chiefs made the most sense a year ago. And for him today, they still make the most sense. And seeing the money that they gave him as well, to me, financially, I thought that that was a great situation for him also. Yeah, let's let's talk about that too. I, I think a lot of Steeler fans have pointed out, you know, hey, the, the, the first initial number that was reported was pretty substantial, but a lot of that ends up being incentives, you know, feels feels like it was a... Oh, see, I was unaware of this as well, man. I, I, I guess I saw... So I know you. It's not guaranteed. I thought that was all guaranteed, man. It it is not guaranteed. Uh, let's see here. Two and a half million of it is fully guaranteed. Um, oh, and okay. Seven and a half million of it is incentives. Wow, that makes a lot more sense. And okay, okay. See, this I'm is not why we. Lie. This is why we got to rap about this. You're you're yeah. stuck out there. You're yeah. stuck out there in no because man's land. Listen, when I saw that one for 1075, and like I said, most of the information I receive now, it's through family members, friends. They'll send it to me because, like I said, I've been completely off the grid. But, yeah, when I saw the 10.75, I thought that was pretty high based on his productivity and based on what his role would be with the Chiefs offense. Knowing that they have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they brought back Josh Gordon as well. And if I remember correctly, I believe McCall Hartman is yep. still out there Still there. also. Yep. Yep. So I was, just, I was wondering – you know, 10.75, like what's his fit? But now knowing that only what essentially two, you said two mil of that is guaranteed? Two and a, two and a half guaranteed, yeah. So 2.5 is guaranteed. That that changes a ton. That changes a lot. That makes a lot more sense than in terms of 
the overall offer. Because I said, man, if you signed a one for 10.75, your market shouldn't have waited that long. You, We would have been hearing about interest from multiple teams right. a lot earlier than that. You don't wait that long to sign a one for 10.75. Okay, that makes so a lot more while, sense. While All you've, right. while you've got a second to process this, right? I, mean, I, just, Holy cow. Just, hit Arthur, <laughs> I just hit Arthur Motes with a curveball there, baby. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Oh, no. I just made a, I just made a second. I just made a second baseball reference on the show. Curveball. Oh, no. Right? I'm about to get banned from our own show here. It's all um, good, man. A lot of, st- you know, because that you're right. Like the initial report was the one year, ten point seven five million dollars, and I think the reaction from most Steelers fans. Listen, of course, you know how this works. You, you know a, exactly what that reaction was. <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's a it's a new age. It's a new age of sports fandom, right? Where a lot of times people like their athletes just as much, if not more, than they like their team. So mm-hmm. no matter if Juju got a deal from Kansas City that made him the highest paid receiver in NFL history. A lot of his fans would have still said, well, why didn't the Steelers do that? Why didn't the Steelers match yeah. that? Because they just love Juju, and they want him in the black and gold. Right. And again, that's not how Moats and I operate, but if that's where you're at as a fan, I'm not going to knock you for that. I, I say it all the time here on the show. Let fans be fans. It's short no for question. fanatic. It's short for fanatic for a reason. There doesn't always have to be logic. Sometimes it's just straight emotion. I, I get that. But then when the the actual particulars of the contract, you know, where it's, Two and a half guaranteed million ish base salary, and then, you know, like seven and a half million in incentives. A lot of Steelers fans, I think, were pulling their hair out and saying, Well, what yes. the heck? We could afford that. We could do that. When I see that, Arthur Motes, and this is one of those moments where I love having the I love having Arthur Motes. I love having the inside guy who's I'm excited a, now. I'm excited now. I've who had negotiated, a to I'm excited now. Negotiated <laughs> contracts with different NFL franchises and knows these processes very well. When I see that, I think, you know what? I think the Steelers were just ready to move on to the next chapter because they very clearly could have had him for that same type of deal. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of the messaging from Juju and his camp, and I don't know if you've had a time to see all of that, but I've, I've some, seen some of it, yeah. There was some insi- – let's just say there was some insinuating that Juju wanted to get things done with the Steelers, but that that wasn't and necessarily a, a two-way Correct. street. And then yes. when I see the actual particulars of the contract – I do the rabbit ears. I do the light bulb thing, mm-hmm. and I say, "I say, oh wow, yeah. I don't think the Steelers. Re- I don't think the Steelers really wanted him back. Is is that a fair assumption? Yeah. No, one hundred percent. That's a fair assumption, and I do think that they probably communicated that with them. Um, I know I had to go through that process, right? I've had the the fortune of negotiating twice, pretty much three times with the Steelers. I, the reason I say two times because the third one, it was probably like what the situation was for Juju in the sense of. Man, if they feel like, you know, yes, we love you as a player, we respect you as a man and things like that, but we don't think it's a fit here. We think that we already have guys in place and we're trying to draft another guy potentially to come in here that can fill this role a little bit better. They will communicate, hey, man, go out there and get what you can get. Go go hit, go test the market. It'll be better for you because this is the direction we're going to go. And you can either take that or you can elite or you can leave it, you know? And, and sometimes you'll hear the offer and you'll be like, bro, this is, are you for real right now? And they do it out of like a courtesy, but they're really saying, look, man, we don't, thanks, we're not no going to use your services. Right. And that's the reality <laughs> of it. And everybody handles it differently for me at my stage in my career when, and this is when I went to Arizona for me, man, I already had in my mind, I wanted to retire. I had already been flirting with that idea and it just kind of made sense that, all right, they're not going to, you know, bump up this number and I'm fine with that. I'm just going to wait it out to go ahead and retire. And it just so happened that the Cardinals called. Whereas for Juju, yes, he might have been saying, man, I've spent my my 
for my beginning of my career. I want to stay here. I want to be a part of it. But the team could be looking at him saying, dude, we just don't think you fit what we are trying to accomplish right now. We need a slot receiver that creates separation and wins in a hurry like most slot receivers traditionally do. Juju doesn't do that. Juju is built more like an outside receiver, but he doesn't have the, the you know, quick, the, the quick twitch, the in and out burst to create that separation in a hurry. And that's why when you see when Ben was struggling or if Ben wasn't out there, why Juju's game at times would, you know, suffer for that. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I could understand the Steelers ultimately saying, man, we've done this multiple times now. We've seen what you look like multiple times without seven or even a watered down version of seven. And they just feel like, man, we got to get a different caliber player in here. So like I said, it makes sense. And even now, even more since seeing the money part that you just broke to me as well, man, in terms of it being, you know, 2.5 uh, guaranteed. Yeah, that's that. I mean, with the money the Steelers have right now, they could have easily did that. I mean, yeah. They gave that to Gunnar Oshelski if you're being Oshelski if you're being real. Two for four. That's exactly that deal. But the difference is two for four. If you're having Juju's name associated with that, could come off as disrespectful. Whereas you know Juju hitting the market and it says one for ten point seven five. We're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Until we get down to the two point five, and you're like, oh no, it's the exact same deal that we just gave him. But what does Gunner bring you? Gunner is a all-pro return man, mm-hmm. kickoff and punt return. Juju doesn't do that. So now when you're talking about filling a role, Juju's role is what if he was staying here in Pittsburgh? And that's the unfortunate part about it. Like I said, it's not, it's not bad for Juju, but that's just the reality of the situation when we're taking into context what the quarterback play is going to look like and yeah. how we're trying to run our offense going forward. You just don't really need that right there. And, I mean, if you're the Steelers, you're looking at some of these veteran wide receivers that have been released in recently, and you're saying, man, number one, we can draft a guy that can come in here and give us instant productivity, speed, and we have him for the next couple of years. Or we could also add one of these veteran receivers who comes in and actually gives us leadership in that room. And that is something that we've been missing for a while now. Yeah, Just a veteran presence, a guy that tells these guys how to operate, shows these guys how to work, shows these guys – how they should conduct themselves and stuff like that. Right now, it was a bunch of younger guys trying to lead themselves. I mean, Juju is is young, and he was the leader in that room. And now it's you got Chase and Deontay looking at each other, trying to figure it out. They're both young. It wasn't a lot of veteran presence in there. And I do think that, you know, that was something that also made them suffer in a sense. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that there's – a real onus for, for a veteran in that room. Mm-hmm. And this might be the first step towards that. Um, it also, as you pointed out, you and I had already talked about how the likelihood of them taking a wide receiver with one of their first two or three picks was very high. This, mm-hmm. this, this only increases that too. Obviously I think now at pick 20, if there hasn't been a run on wide receivers before we get to 20, that's a real possibility for the Steelers, certainly in the second round as well, too. I, you know, you you said this in the in the first segment at the at yeah. the the top of the segment when we started talking about Deshaun Watson. You mentioned how this is that's something that's going to linger for a while, right? Because he's he's going to mm-hmm. be in the division, and he was rumored to be interested in the Steelers and and and, and all that stuff. And now he's at a rival, and you're going to have to see him twice a year. And he's still young, and he could play for the Browns for the next twelve years. And the Deshaun Watson storyline is not going anywhere. Moats, I just. Can I, can, can I, can I, you know, they say, they say, never, to, never to assume, 
But Arthur Motes says, you know what happens when you assume, you get it right. Facts. And I'm an Arthur Motes guy, so I rock with the body on this. When you assume, you get it right. Here's what I'm assuming, Arthur Motes. Step one, Juju's going to have a pretty good year. Health health considered, right? Juju's going to have a pretty good year. Because he's going to be in a loaded offense with a lot of weapons around him, with arguably the best tight end in the league, with arguably the best quarterback in the league, with an offensive line that is 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 solid, and with a head coach and offensive coordinator that we all know are very widely regarded around the National Football League. I think Juju's going to have a good year. I'm not necessarily saying you know he's going to light the world on fire and be an all-pro. Well, because I was going to say, what does a good year consist of? <laughs> If we're putting a value on it, because I do think that that is a broad term. Like, I think Goodyear, we're talking Sammy Watkins when he was out there. Are we talking a, a Merkel uh, Hardman type year? Are we talking a Deontay Johnson type season a year ago where we didn't think it was a great season, but it was still a really good year? That's what so I'm saying. Me, like, what, what context are we talking about with that? So let me pull this up real quick. Uh Juju in his in his five year NFL career has only had the one thousand yard plus receiving Correct. season. His his great year of twenty eighteen where he had almost fifteen hundred yards receiving. I don't. I think he'll be over. He'll be over a thousand yards this year. Let's say okay, year for Juju. Okay, over a thousand okay. over a thousand yards receiving. Let's say, how many catches he getting with that? Let's say let's say ninety some receptions. 1,100 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. I ain't going to lie, Wes. If he gets that, I would be astonished. Really? Just be, just because of how many mouths to feed there are on that offense? Well, what, he's not option number one. He's not option no. number two. No. He's debatable option number three right now. That's but, he's all also, but doesn't that mean he's going to get the third and fourth best options from the defense? Yes, but you also have to realize opportunities. No, He's that's not going to get no, as many opportunities. Point. And that's my thing because for Tyreek Hill, do you think they care what matchup he has when he's lined up out there? Every matchup is a great matchup for Tyreek yeah, Hill. That's true. It's like Travis AB, right? Kelsey. Right. When Travis Kelsey's out there, you think they're worried about his matchup? No. Every matchup is a great matchup for Travis Kelsey. That's why when they're both out there together, it's so hard because you can only double one of them. You can't double in swing coverage to both of these guys. And that's why McCurl Hardman, you know, has the success that he has. But to me, McCall Hartman fits their offense way better than Juju because he has that speed element and he creates separation in a hurry, whereas Juju doesn't. And yep, that's for no, that's me fair. the only part where I say, like, I just think that I think Juju would have a, a good season, but I think he's in that 500 to 700 range more so than the 1,100 plus 90-something receptions. I just don't think he's going to get that many opportunities based on what they're going to be doing. And you also have to remember that, yeah, they got a running back, too, when he's healthy. Oh, yeah. And, and we've seen them play through their running backs, throwing mm-hmm. the balls out the backfield and things like that. That's my only thing. I think Juju's still going to play well, but I don't think his numbers are going to be to that extent because when Sammy Watkins went out there, and I believe he was close to 1,000 yards receiving, McCurl Harmon was not that developed just yet. It was more so Tyreek Hill, That's That's Travis Kelsey, point. and Sammy was the bona fide third guy. Whereas right now, Juju is not the bona fide third guy. Uh, and we got to remember, they got Josh Gordon as well. That's a great point. Sammy Watkins, He's 50, another guy. 52 receptions, 700 yards, three touchdowns. See, like, I feel like that's more in line. But even then, like I said, I felt that Sammy was still their clear-cut third guy. 
Whereas Juju's walking in that thing, I don't think that Juju is a better receiver in that offense than McCall Hartman. Agreed. I don't think, you know, if shoot, if Josh Gordon has his mind where it needs to be, I don't think Juju's a better receiver than Josh Gordon. But that those are some of the things that, like I said, man, it makes it a little bit unique or, or not unique, but in the sense of not as certain for Juju because of that. I think he's still going to play well because when he's out there, he's going to have great matchups. Every single time he should have a great matchup. Right. But right. that's just the reality of it. We know the Chiefs are going to get that ball to Tyreek and, and Travis. Like, they're going to do that. And even Hartman, they've shown that, hey, man, they are very confident. And they're going to play off Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's the only reason why. I, like, if, if Hartman hadn't developed into where he is today, I think you're in line with what you're saying in terms of with Juju and his potential productivity. But with Harmon being out there, I'm just like, where does he fit? Is no, he their is he fair. their version of James Washington? Like that's kind of how I look at it right now. Like, is he their new James Washington? You're the the fourth guy that we all like a lot, and we like, man, we think you could be good, but you just don't get an opportunity because they're stacked. <laughs> yeah, no, that, hey, that's that's it's a great point by you. Uh, so you you rain on my assumptions here, Arthur Motes. I mean, man, G- my bad, my bad, my bad. I, I just. No, you're absolutely right. You had to go professor on me for a minute there, and I appreciate – that's what I appreciate about you. It's teamwork. Um, Good teamwork, though. If – let's go hypothetical. If Juju has a, you know, close to 1,000-yard season, you right. know, handful of touchdowns, 80, 90-some receptions, there's going to be – man, it is – Juju Nation is going to be insufferable the whole se- – why, oh, why didn't the Steelers – why didn't the Steelers give him that deal as if, mm-hmm. you know, the Chiefs offense would be operating on the same, you know, playing yeah. field as the Steelers offense. Um, but that will obviously – listen, it's the National Football League. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's always a a, a laundry list of storylines that we're going to keep an eye on, Arthur Motes. Always, I think, uh, you know, along with the Deshaun Watson stuff, the you know how Juju does in Kansas City is is going to be something that people are going to want to talk about this year. Yeah. Well, and I do that, think that, that that's, man, that's, that's that's fair to, to say. No, right? it's you, absolutely you, because you also have to remember, man. Like Juju, he is a fan favorite. I know he was polarizing, especially towards the end, but he's always been a fan favorite. That's why even us as teammates, we always loved him because he just was pure. He loved the game, and his you know his heart seemed like it was in the right place. I know that came into question a little bit with the social media stuff, but the one thing that I always said separated Juju from Chase was we had already had a track record of Juju being a football first guy. And that's why me, even as a former teammate of his, never looked at him and said, man, I think his priorities are out of whack. I thought that he did some things that were based on his, uh, his immaturity because he's young. But I never thought that football took a backseat to social media, whereas with Chase, at times, that has been the question with him because we just haven't seen enough of him being locked into football to, to make that guarantee that, oh, yeah, he's definitely football first right. or brand second. Right now, it's just still up in the air. But with Juju, that was never the case to me because being able to share that locker room with him and seeing what he did those first couple of seasons, that never was an issue with him. Yeah, and, and you know, for his sake, I certainly hope it works out for him in Kansas City. Just he's gonna have some temptation out there, though, man. You know, your, your you know your your boy Jackson Mahomes. I heard that. I heard you. you oh, favorite, I heard that's why he went to that, Kansas City. He just wants to make TikTok, TikToks man. with Jackson Mahomes, Corvette, that, that, that's Corvette. That's what I heard, man. 
See you doing the dance. I wish y'all could see this right now, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't did the full dance over here, man. He hopping around like a little. Is it a reindeer that they doing? I don't even know what it is. You know, I'm washed. I'm old and washed right now. Okay, Bloody so yeah, too. I don't know what these dances are, but that's what he doing to do the whole thing. Yeah. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the gritty. That's all that I know. All right? It wasn't the gritty. That's all I know. <laughs> So here's what we're going to do now. We got a few minutes left in this segment, and I don't want to pigeonhole anything. So Arthur Motes and I, we did want to play you some Miles Jack audio because we talked a lot about Miles Jack on the last show. Wanted to give you the chance to hear from him. So that's what we'll do. We're going to play a little Miles Jack audio here, all right? And then we're going to go to break. We come back on the other side. We'll get to some of your tweets. We got, you know, one or one or two other things that I want to discuss with Arthur, Arthur Motes as well here. And, uh, and, I also got a little little game for Motsi as well to get us out of here. So we'll do hey, all of that. Hey, hey. Mm, how's that for a tease? We'll do all of that I on like the other it. side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.